you don't have to make less money in a recession. You do not have to. You don't have to provide less care. You don't have to lay people off. You don't have to have everything blown to smithereens. It doesn't have to happen in a recession. Very often it does. I, for one, did very well in the last recession. I worked really hard. I was younger. That helped. Uh, but in a sense, that helped me to rise because I saw other people phrase like deer in headlights. And I focused on trying to create value and just doing whatever I possibly could. There's a couple pieces of value that you can shore up that will help you to do better. And it's knowing where your patients are coming from, investing in those sources and not investing in other sources. It has to do with attribution. I have a very strong opinion on attribution. I've had people come work for my firm that have had opinions on attribution. And they're not nearly as thought out as this point of view because there isn't a perfect way to do it. And I've tested lots of different ways of doing attribution. I'm going to give you some ways that work. But the first rule of attribution, knowing where your patients come from, is stop looking for the perfect source of attribution. It doesn't exist. So sick of hearing that these, these, well, this type of patient that comes from paid search, they're better or, or they don't convert, they do convert. It doesn't work like that. It can work that more patients that are, are more qualified for treatment sooner come from certain channels, but it isn't that there's one channel that means they're the qualified patients, one channel that brings in patients that they're not qualified to go into treatment, one channel it doesn't work at all. That's not how it works. This is 2022. God to be 2023, maybe when you hear this episode. I don't know. There isn't three channels on the television. There's not one newspaper and a handful of radio stations per market. There's infinite number of ways that people can come to hear about you. And they can't even just be siloed to media. Because if I see something on Instagram or Facebook, is it because I was in that Facebook or Instagram's ad reach? Or was it because a friend of mine communicated to me through Instagram or Facebook and it was word of mouth? These channels are not perfectly siloed. So don't expect them to be perfectly siloed and also don't expect them to to just be perfect because until we have 1984 style, whatever you guys are watching, whatever dystopian show, Y'all are watching on Netflix right now where you can put an earwig in somebody's brain and map all of the ways they came to make a decision. Perfect attribution doesn't exist. And in our field, even now, it's hard to make excellent because there is no CRM, that's a customer relationship management software, a HubSpot, a Salesforce that most of you don't have. And those of you that do have it are using it at a very cursory level because None of them perfectly communicate with your EMR. and Most of them don't at all. And most of your EMRs are not set up to be able to track this kind of flow. So we're getting rid of the fact that, that we can't have perfect attribution, that it doesn't exist. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't get the best information that we can have and use it to make, deci- make decisions. We're looking for directional attribution, not perfect attribution. So how do we get directional attribution? After you triangulate this, a triangular implant, there's three. 
but you can subdivide a couple of these into four. The first thing that we have to be doing is tracking volumes. Your marketers should be tracking volumes. We did an article, I don't know, I updated a year or two ago called Should I Fire My Practices Marketing Director? That's still a good article because it's about all of the different roles within marketing teams. And so you might say you have a marketing person. That doesn't mean anything. Look up what role that is and what outcomes they're actually responsible for. But at the tippy top, that somebody has to be responsible for volumes. When marketers don't achieve an outcome, it's because there's lots of variables for that outcome, one, and they either don't have the capacity or the autonomy to achieve, to, to be able to work on all of the variables that improve that outcome. So you can't hold a paid search person to new patients in the door because all they all paid search person do is get you more leads from paid search. Can't hold a branding person to more new patients because all branding person can do in and of themselves is make good messaging and nice design. And so it all has to come together if you're going to be achieving the outcomes. That's whoever is in charge of that, that you're holding that accountable to, they got to have that number front and center, number of new patients in the door, number of IVF cycles, retrievals, um, and whatever other procedures that you're trying to increase. But especially as we start to go into a recession, depending on how bad this thing gets, the more that you have to be able to do that. So the first thing is having the person that's responsible for it, monitoring those outcomes. And the second point of the triangulation is the digital attribution. This can come from multiple sources and it very often does, but one of the, one of the main, this is what I mean by you can even subsplit the, the triangulation, but where you subsplit the digital attribution is Google Analytics. Everything that's important has to be accounted for in Google Analytics, in your form fills, your request appointment submissions. If those things are different, for example, if you have a request in egg freezing appointment, that's, that counts as a lead. That's a goal that has to be measured in Google Analytics. It comes from a thank you page on the website. It's got to be in Google Analytics. If you have a different request appointment form, anything that is about becoming a patient needs to have a page so that it can be a goal that's in Google Analytics. And last I checked, you can have like 15 goals in Google Analytics. One of them has to be phone calls. So you need dynamic number insertion on your website and the ads that you run because you have to have, you have to know how many calls you're driving. That, that, and your marketers have to be able to know that because they have to be able to make decisions based on this, especially if we're adding for a recession. You gotta be driving towards these things, not just eyeballs, not just clicks. And then from there you can, especially when you're using dynamic number insertion, you can use that to actually measure the calls and the number of calls that, that fall off and what you can do to do that. But I'm starting to veer off, I'm sticking with attribution right now, but that takes you to the point of attribution where you can see Okay, this is, this is where leads are coming from. And then you can assess quality of leads after that and quality of process. Also within your digital attribution is any place that you're running ads in, in that native, in that native ads platform, in, in that ads platform, the Google ads, 
I've been running ads on Facebook and Instagram, Facebook ads. In those platforms, you're going to have some different points of attribution that need to be reconciled with Google Analytics. They don't, they don't always go perfectly. Yeah, you think this is frustrating for you, try doing it for a living. But Google, for example, will sometimes optimize for goals that you don't want or that you want less of. Sometimes you want to use the artificial intelligence and go you know, bid right below what they're recommending. So it makes the AI work harder. Sometimes Google will be lazy and they just try to automatically get you into more clicks or their geographic targeting is broader than you would than what you're actually intending to do because they want to just get the spend up. So those need to be accounted for in those digital platforms. And the third sub point of the, the, the second digital point of attribution is your CRM. So HubSpot does not perfectly talk with Google Ads or Google Analytics for that matter, but you can uh, get a lot more information from your end by using uh, CRM and uh, at least finding out did did these people and you and then you import the leads from your ads platforms into CRM. You won't get all of them, but did of the people that we have, how many of them convert treatments that you can use, or how many of them at least made an appointment so that you can use uh, some of that as part of your. Did, digital marketing as you start to build campaigns and, and optimize more, you can see how well that it's worked. So we have volumes, IVF volumes by month, uh, new patients by month, and then any sub or egg freezing patients, any third-party patients, if that's what you're, you're marketing for. Then digital, Google Analytics, the ads platforms themselves, your CRM. Finally, we're in the third point of triangulation, which is self-reporting. It's still important. It still makes sense. Self-reporting in and of itself is not reliable. People will say sources that you don't even advertise on, or they will uh, totally, maybe they'll just do the, the last thing that they can think of, but it wasn't the most effective. It's incomplete. Um, but triangulated with the other two points of attribution, it's very useful. And you can uh, make it more reliable in and of itself. This is how we do it. Every question needs to be binary, yes or no. If you're advertising a ton on the traditional radio or TV or whatever, you need to ask people, did you see us on TV, yes or no? Did you? Did you hear a radio commercial yesterday? You at least need to know, are they perceiving it in some way? Did you see us on social media? Yes or no. Were you referred to a friend? Were you referred to us by a friend? Yes or no. Were you referred to us by a doctor? Yes or no. So these are binary questions. It has to be yes or no. You need to be able to calculate the yeses and you need to be able to calculate the noes. You need to at least be able to see, is this particular channel registering with them in some way. And if it's not, then you get rid of it. The final question is not binary. It's a drop down of all of these ways. 
what was the most influential in your choice to selecting our practice? And then it's it's just all the the, the what had been questions are now your options. So social media, referred by a doctor, referred by a friend, etc. Those two pieces of information help to balance each other out. So you can see, okay, are these things even registering with people? Is is this making a an impact? And and of all of these things, what seems to be making the most impact? Because when you balance those two stories together, you'll see different stories. 60% of patients, fertility patients, REI patients, are referred to their REI by a doctor. But only 21% of total patients say that being referred to their REI by a doctor was the most influential factor in choosing their, their doctor location is number three, excuse me, number two at 20%, and referred by a friend is 19%. So I'll often see this with digital marketers and say paid social doesn't work. Digital marketers say that all the time. Paid social doesn't work. Paid social doesn't work. It's all about paid search. You got to do higher intent, keyword search. That's what that's what's driving traffic. See, so you, you look at the Google Analytics, you can see it. Yes, but what you can't see is all of the things that people are saying to each other because they saw it on their friends' social media. We didn't have that 20 years ago. We didn't have people telling their friends that they went through fertility much more than they saw specialists at their throat lab. And when I first got in the field doing nothing but organic social media because I didn't have any of the background to do this other stuff or any money to hire other people that did this other stuff, I got results for people using organic social media because it was just the word of mouth friend referral. And that's the number three influential reason why somebody chooses to practice it. 19% of fertility patients said it was the most influential effect. A lot of that's coming from social media. So you got to put all of these things together to make the story clear. And you're not doing this in your EMR. And EMR is not the place to report attribution. It doesn't belong in somebody's charts. It's not one question. It's not just one question that happens at the, at the phone call because it's got to be done in this way. Prior to COVID, now a lot of you are still doing just telemedicine for, for new visits or or many of you are, are doing a hybrid choice. We used to just have clients buy a tablet. We put SurveyMonkey on the tablet and we just make the client do it for every single new patient. That worked the best. Since COVID, it gets trickier. You have to be, you, you just have to be more on top of it if you're uh, doing this type of new patient attribution. Um, for, for new patients, but you can require it at you know, when they when the rest of their forms are due. Uh, but it's, it's just more operationally intensive. So doing these three things: properly tracking volumes against digital attribution coming from Google Analytics, the ads platforms themselves, and your CRM if you had one, against self-reporting that is multi question, binary, and then final question, non-binary, that is not done in, and not multiple choice, I should say, for that last one, that is not done in your EMR. Doing all of these things is going to give you the best information that you need to see where your patients are coming from, 
So you can invest more in those, those sources so that you spend less money during a session and that the money that you are investing, you, you keep investing it because it's the one bringing people in. It's not an expense. It's an investment. You need that information all the time, but you can't get away without having that in a really bad recession. Hope this is really useful to you and hope you are able to implement soon. If you need some help with it, just email me, griffin at fertilitybridge.com. You've been listening to the Inside Reproductive Health Podcast with Griffin Jones. If you're ready to take action to make sure that your practice thrives beyond the revolutionary changes that are happening in our field and in society, visit fertilitybridge.com to begin the first piece of the fertility marketing system, the goal and competitive diagnostic. Thank you for listening to Inside Reproductive Health.